we're still in this how God turns setbacks into comebacks. And, and this is the last one of this series, but I'm going to turn it into three weeks on, on this, this last one. It's because uh, I want you to get these things. And I don't want to be up here for 40 minutes or an hour. I really want you to get these. I believe if I'm up here that long, you won't leave here with nothing but an attitude because I was here that long. How God turns setbacks into comebacks. You know, we've talked about in the first week, business setbacks. We're talking about Peter's fishing business. And we talked about how when setbacks seemed irreversible. And that was Job's comeback. And then we talked about Paul's shipwreck and Elijah's setback that left him just emotionally empty. And, and Nehemiah, when he felt like giving, giving up. And Joseph, you remember all those seven setbacks he had? When actually they, they, he showed us that setbacks can be stepping stones. And... and uh, and, and, and fear enough, we even went over the Christmas story when our, our setbacks are, uh, make us feel like we're filled with fear. But we have a, have a, a lot of them that we went over, and you can, all, you can catch all those on, on Stitcher or our website uh, somewhere. But today, we looked at different characters all throughout the stories. But today, we're gonna, in the next two weeks, we're going to look at another uh, famous person in the Bible, and that's the, uh, the life of Noah. And uh, the life of Noah teaches us uh, uh, what to do when nobody else understands. Uh, nobody, you know, you know gets us, uh, especially our, our goals. When you guys uh, believe that you have a, a dream that, that, that God has given you and, and, and puts it in your heart, and, and, and you're trying to do something and, uh, that you actually believe that God wants you to do and nobody else gets it. You ever been there? It's important. You, 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 you just know, you know, you know, and, and nobody else understands. And, and God used Noah to save uh, uh, the future of the entire human race. Now, that's a bigger mission that, that he's probably going to give uh, me and you. Uh, but, but some are going to have bigger missions than the other. But, but I do believe this, and I do know this. The, the bigger uh, uh, mission that he gives you, the bigger problems that you're going to expect to have. You, you're going to have, have more than those. And uh, you're going to, I do know this, when he gives you, uh, a plan or, or, or a purpose uh, that just a lot of people are not going to, to understand it. And you may be in that situation today uh, that there's just not a lot of people going to understand it. And, and, and they don't get what, what you're going through. And, and I know when, when God gave uh, me a dream and a vision, there wasn't many other people that got it. wasn't many other people that understood it. I didn't even get it in the beginning. It scared me. But, um, but when most folks think of, of Noah, you know, when I'm talking to them about Noah, they want to know the details of the flood. They want to know, they have questions about the ark and, and, the, and, and especially the animals. They want to know about 
but about the animals. And, and those are fascinating. They are when you talk about Noah. But this morning, I, I want to focus on, on, on the man himself, Noah, and how he handled things and some decisions that he made on getting the ark built. Because nothing had ever been built like it before. I mean, the idea of a flood had never even been considered on the earth. The Bible said before this flood, it had never rained. I mean, it had never rained. So the people didn't even know what Noah was, was, was talking about. What's rain? You know, nobody believed that, that God had told Noah that this was going to happen, and that he was going to build a, 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 an ark. And the world was going to, to end. Yet he had an assignment. This assignment took decades to build. Most scholars believe it was somewhere between uh, uh, 50 and 80 years to, to build. They, they'd done that according to the ages of his, of his sons. And, 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 and just so you'll know, because that was kind of hard for me to understand about the rain. It had never rained before. Uh, most everything it, up until that time, water uh, the earth from from below through dew and, and mist, and God had watered the earth. But um, but just in case some of you are here don't even know uh, the story of Noah, I want to tell you about about Noah. The Bible tells us that there was a a, a time on earth uh, when mankind got so wicked, mankind was was so perverted. That God even regretted created, creating human beings. And God was ready to, to wipe out the entire human race and just start over. Just start over from scratch. But he looked down and, and on earth and he found one guy. One guy. Over the entire earth, he found one guy with a pure heart. One, one guy who was a believer with integrity. Who genuinely loved God. And that guy's name was Noah. One guy. So he tells Noah about the rain that's going to come. And, and, and he, he says it's going to flood the entire earth. It also kind of explains, this just thought just hit me, why we never saw a rainbow until Noah's time, until the flood. Because rain it had, had never happened. You know, the, complete, the, the climate uh, completely changed. That's why we talked about that in my household this week. That... Uh, I believe that's, that's where people's ages stopped. You know, up until Noah's time, people lived to be 900 plus years. But the climate completely changed after the flood. And, and if you'll notice in the Bible, people started uh, living shorter lives. When I say shorter, you know, 600 years. <laughs> and, and so, but they, they got shorter. And, and so I think it's interesting. He says, but, but Noah. You, you, you know, God says you're gonna, he's going to make it rain so much 
that the world would be filled with water and a flood is going to wipe out. But he said, I'm going to save you, Noah. I'm going to save your family, and I'm going to use your family to repopulate the earth. What does that mean? We're all like cousins. <laughs> I mean, we're all like from Alabama. <laughs> Amen? Your husband is your cousin. What's up, cuz? Want to go get a pizza? But we're all kin, you know, to know us somehow. We're all family. And, and uh, so he says, no, you're going to build this, this giant uh, uh, boat, this, this ark. I'm going to give you the plans here. Then I like this because he's I'm going to teach you how to build it along with your sons. So you can, you can show them. And it's going to take a long, long time to build. You know, I tell you, it's about 70, 80 years probably. And, and, um, and during this time, man, nobody understood. Nobody understood this goal, this vision that Noah had. I mean, you think about it. This ark is in his front yard. And the neighbors walk by. They think he's nuts. What is that, Noah? Well, the story of Noah begins in Genesis chapter 6. And uh, I think it ends somewhere around 9. But we find out that Noah was able to achieve his goal. We find out that he was able to fulfill his dream. This mission that God had put in front of him. In spite of four, you can write these down somewhere, four common pitfalls. When, when God gives us a dream, a mission. Uh, write these down. Here's the four common pitfalls that every one of us are going to have when we have a, a, a mission or a goal or a purpose. And we do. We're going to have distractions. We're going to have doubts. We're going to have detours. And we're going to have uh, delays. And, and, and Noah... The story of Noah shows us the antidote that, every, that we can have to every one of these, these things. And, 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 and what I mean by distractions, I'm talking about, number one, cultural distractions. And what do you mean by that, Jim? I'm talking about cultural distractions are the things that, that surround your life that waste your energy. Cultural distractions are, are the things that surround your life that, that waste your time, waste your money. When God says, here's what I want you to do with your life. Those are cultural distractions. And then doubts, what I mean by that is, is voices of doubt. These are, these are voices of people around you that cause you to second guess yourself. Even the voices inside you. I'm my biggest second guesser. And, and then, what did I say, detours? I, I wrote down here tempting detours. These are things that kind of make me want to take a shortcut that I think is going to save me some time, but they actually point me in the wrong direction. You know what I'm talking about? And then the fourth thing was, was delays. It took him 70 to 80 years. You know, I got to be honest with you. When, when, when I began, uh, me and the guys be began North Point Church, I wanted to go ahead and, and have a crowd. 
I didn't want them to be any, didn't want to take a long time. I think we had 22 people the first Sunday. You, 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 know, you know, but it, you got to know that there's delays and we got to know how to handle them. Now, Noah made four choices and, uh, and, and, and we can learn from him because they're the same four that you and I need to make. And I'm only going to talk about one of them today. I thought I was going to talk about two of them, but I, I spoke about this yesterday at Cedar Creek Baptist Church at, the, at a men's breakfast. And I only talked about one of the choices. And I figure it's long enough for y'all too. Amen? And Because and, I really want you to get these as I end this, this series. So we're going to make the choice and I'm so glad they, they sang that, that song. Number one, I want you to fill in this blank. I must dare to be different from the world. I must dare to be different from the world. Now you see why they played that song? They wanted you to get in this frame of mind. If I'm going to, to, to I must dare to be different. And that's a big issue that we have to settle before we get started in even trying to fulfill our mission that, that God has given us. Because I'm going to tell you what. If you, you will have a mission from God. You do have a purpose from God. You've got to settle this because here's why. You can forget fitting in. Do you understand what I'm talking about? If you're on mission for God, if you're trying to fulfill a purpose for your life, you can forget fitting in with the world. You're not, you're not going to fit in. Here's why. Because you can't fit in with culture and God's plan for your life. Let me say that again because that's, that's, that's tight. You can't fit in with, God, with, with, with this culture. And God's plan for your lives. You got to be different. I got to be different. Genesis 6, 9, the very first part of it. It says, this is the account of Noah and his descendants. Noah had God's approval and was a man of integrity among the people of his time. That's the God's word translation. Guys, what this tells me is this. If you plan on doing anything significant with your life, it's going to be in spite of culture, not because of it. You get it? If you plan on doing anything significant in your life, I'm going to say that one more time. It's going to be in spite of culture, not because of it. In spite. Because culture will distract you from God's purpose for your life. And there's plenty of distractions out there to keep us from our destiny. I listed about three or four here. Number one, pleasure. Pleasure will distract us from our destiny, whether it's fun, whether it's comfort, entertainment. I'm here to tell you guys, you can't live for those things and for God. They can't be your number one goal. You can't live for them and God. Secondly, I put possessions. 
What do I mean by that? Judging your success by how much stuff you accumulate. You know what I'm talking about? That can't be, you can't do that and live for God. Third thing is popularity. Popularity, you're just worrying about what other people think. You can't focus on being popular and doing what God has called you to do. You just can't do it at the same time. Then I wrote profit. If your number one goal is to get, get rich, Jesus said you can't serve God and money. He didn't say you shouldn't. He said you can't. You can't. You can't have two gods. Whatever is number one in your life is your God. What does that mean? Whatever you think about the most is your God. Whatever you think about the most is your God. In those days, the in, in Noah's days, the human race uh, had hit bottom morally. Look at uh, 11 and 12. Now the earth had been corrupt in God, had become corrupt in God's sight. And it was filled with violence. And God observed all the evil done in the world. And he noticed cruelty and depravity everywhere. Does that sound familiar? Next verse. When God saw the extent of human wickedness and that the trend and direction of men's lives were only toward evil, he was sorry he had made them. It broke his heart. The world was broken by sin. It was broken by evil and it broke his heart. Watch the trend of, of today's culture. Is it toward good? Is it toward evil? Is the trend of today's culture toward rudeness? Or is it toward love? Is it toward violence? Or is it toward peace? We're in the same direction. We're in the same direction. Look what Jesus said about all this in Luke 17. When the Son of Man comes again, it will be just like it was when Noah lived. Uh-oh. If we're headed in that direction. Now, I'm not a doomsday. I'm not a predict, predict when the Lord's coming. But we, we believe we're headed in the same direction as the days of Noah. Amen. And it says, when we get there, I'll come again. I'll come again. So it says, expect Jesus when we're headed there. There are distractions in our culture. But like I said, I'm not a doomsday guy. I'm not a, a woe is me. Because first of all, I believe the church is undefeatable. There's good news. And all of that darkness, I mean, it was dark back then. You think we got it bad? Just, just look at the days of Noah. One good guy. 
And there, we, got, we got at least three in here. <laughs> One good guy. In all that darkness, God looks down and he sees his bright spot. He sees a bright spot. Look at verse 8. And here's why. But Noah was different. That tears me up when I read it. But Noah was different. God liked what he saw in Noah. Noah was different. All of the world, all of our culture headed in the wrong direction and two words saved us. You know what they were? But Noah. But Noah, and seeing as your pastor, and I do love you, I want you to be that kind of person. What do you mean? I want you to be a but Allen. I want you to be a, a, a but Carolyn. I want you to be a, a butt Joey. I want everybody in here to be a butt. <laughs> you knew it was coming. I'd seen you. <laughs> David was going. <laughs> I want y'all to be a butt. But Jim. That we are going in a different direction than our culture. Amen? We ain't got to badmouth our culture. We ain't got to post it on Facebook. We just got to live a different way. Amen? But Tony... Noah was different. We got to be different. Noah wasn't worried about fitting in. You can't be worried about fitting in. Noah certainly was not worried about getting the, the approval of other people at all. Noah's not keeping up with the, with the latest trends. Because they were going in the wrong direction. Guys, it's not important for us to keep up with what's trendy. History trends are, are often wrong. Cultural trends are often wrong. It's not important for us to be on their side, the side of history, the side of culture. It's important that we're on the right side. And it's going to be different from culture. And if God is going to use you and me uh, to be what God intends for us to be, as a man or a woman, you and I must be willing to be different. To be different. 
Noah was willing to be different. Noah marched to the beat of a different drummer. I want you to write this down. Here's what I want you to remember if you don't remember it because we're about to close up. I can only make a difference by being different. You cannot make a difference by fitting in. You can only make a difference by being different. Different in this world. In in your family. In your community. In your business. You and I gotta, gotta be different. Guys, if you're trying to be like everybody else, you are never going to make a difference. When the kids were little, we used to pray over them. Some of you guys thought it was weird. Our neighbors certainly would. I used to put, we used to light a candle, you know. And we made it a real ceremony. And, and we'd have that candle lit. And, and my kids would come in front of me. And they would hit their knees. And, and I would put my hands on their heads. And, and I can still see Sarah hitting her knees as soon as that candle was lit. And bowing in front of me and wanting me to bless her. Amen. And I would bless her. You guys, a lot of you guys would think that was weird. I called it different. I wanted to do some things different to make a difference. And I couldn't do it by following the crowds. I couldn't do it by being just like everybody else. Noah ignored cultural distraction. Guys, I want to tell you something. Great people never Follow the crowd. Craig and Chrissy gave me a Christmas card one year, and I I cherish it. It, They told me in that card that I took the road less traveled. Nothing could have complimented me more than to tell me I was different. You and I got to be different if we want to be a pleasure to the Lord. If we want to be a but, we got to be different. And I want God to be able to say that about you. I want be able for other people to say that about you that feel you're a pleasure to the Lord. That man is a pleasure to the Lord. I want God to say, that guy makes me smile. Can God say that about you? That you are a pleasure to him? Genesis 7-1, the message translation. God told Noah, out of everyone living in this generation, you are the only righteous person on earth. That's why we're still talking about Noah. 
thousands of years later, we're still talking about him. We're still teaching our kids. We have an ark in one of our classes. Will they still be talking about you thousands of years later? Will you dare to be different? To make a difference? Guys, I want to tell you, living with integrity requires the courage to be different. That's a good one. If you're going to fulfill your destiny in life, you must be willing to walk in a different direction than everybody else around you. And that's all I got to say today. Band, come on up and play. My Lord. We're still talking about your faithful servant, Noah. I can't imagine what he must have went through. But he is different. Lord, am I? I pray my folks become butt people. Be butt Derek. But Tammany. I pray that we would bring you great pleasure by not following the world, not following culture, that we would follow you. And I pray that we make a difference. It's in your name we pray. Amen.